0: Yesterday, I talked about accountability and how I use that to be productive. The other reason I said that I wouldn't do things was I just didn't put enough value on them. And we as humans put resources into the things we value, time, money. And right away, an example popped into my mind. It was the last semester that I was playing uh, basketball in college. And for the first time in my career, I got shin splints and it took me out of practices and uh, I had to get a ton of therapy before games to be able to play. And I remember my athletic therapist gave me exercises to do that would strengthen my feet because my feet had started to flatten out, which was causing a lot of wear and tear on my body. And if I did these exercises and strengthened my feet, that the shin splints should go away. And I did the exercises. Like twice. It wasn't as if they were strenuous exercises that took multiple hours a day to do. I just didn't see the value in them. And that may have been because I knew that this was my last season of playing. I knew that I could play with the amount of therapy and treatment that I got before games. And it wasn't until months after that season when my when I finally got sick and tired of my shins constantly hurting that I went and did the exercises that I'd been prescribed months ago and of course my shins felt better. Value is an interesting thing because whether we are conscious of it or not almost every decision we make is filtered through that lens and the less conscious we are of our own values the more likely we are to make rash decisions that are rooted in what we want at that exact moment maybe we purchase a luxury good we abuse substances we blow up at a significant other in the heat of a fight because we have no overarching value structure to guide those decisions on the contrary if we are deeply conscious of our value system, we might go into those same scenarios and question ourselves whether we really want that luxury item and if that's the best use of our money. We might second guess whether we want to put ourselves in a situation where we could become compromised in some way by abusing a substance or we might be able to detach from our emotion for a moment or two in that argument and figure out what we want to get out of that relationship with the other person and instead of potentially lashing out or trying to prove you're right, you try to actually resolve the issue. I believe it was my friend Josh, who I've spoken about before, who posed a challenge in writing years ago and the premise of the challenge was to write out three tiers of your life. In some sense, a survival tier, a thriving fear, and your dream life, an opulence tier. And be specific about it. What do you need at each of those three points to feel fulfilled? And then the next step was to try to budget it out as best as possible and create a monthly cost of how much money you'd have to make to fulfill that lifestyle so I did that and what I began to realize was at each stage my the things that I needed at each of those stages didn't cost a lot of money and what that forced me to do is I wrote down basically everything that brought me like joy and like real joy of fulfillment, uh, things that I considered necessary to live a life that I was happy with. And I wrote down this list and I forget how many were on there and then I prioritized them, I ranked them. And I can remember the three things that were at the top of the list at the time were coaching basketball, playing golf, and traveling. This one activity of prioritizing my life has probably made the biggest impact on my life these last number of years because virtually every decision that I make gets filtered through that lens of whether it's contributing to allowing me to do these things or taking away from that. It gave me a structure of how I wanted to spend the two main resources that we use throughout life, time and money. I don't have to convince anybody that time is a non-renewable resource and therefore we potentially need to guard it more closely than a resource like money. So you might think, how did my value structure dictate how I spent my time? We'll take traveling for instance. For one, I had to simply set aside the week or two weeks that I was gonna go traveling and I wasn't gonna do anything else during that time and then while I was traveling most of the time I was either visiting family which I valued or I was making connections in the basketball industry another thing that I valued I wasn't traveling for pleasure or for vacation there was a purpose to me traveling which allowed me to to prioritize it over the time that I could have been the time that could have been used at home. Golf has been a form of meditation for me these last number of years. I love playing in the evening oftentimes by myself sometimes with music sometimes in silence but being out on the golf course walking feeling the summer evening breeze on my face has provided a a, a discipline or a medium to channel my thoughts and to be at one point focused entirely on the shot at hand, which is obviously challenging, and then the vast majority of time of just simply walking and thinking. So obviously golf takes time, and I set aside time throughout the week to do it. But what it also did was it got me to work In the golf industry and specifically the current job that I work in the industry because I've worked every job possible basically in the golf industry and I chose to continue to work maintenance which is working outside on the grounds and it's by no means the most glamorous or most prestigious job in the industry but it's the one that has always allowed me to show up to the course with a smile on my face, um, be ready and energized to work, and then at the end of the day, I leave and have time to come back in the evening to actually play. And finally, at the top of my hierarchy was the fact that I love coaching high school basketball. And the main thing that that, having that as the top of my value pyramid is it has dictated what kind of jobs I can work in the wintertime. I just made it such a priority that I would not work a job that required me to work evenings and weekends because I knew that I would be unhappy missing out on the opportunity to work with those young athletes. Me working at the bank a few winters ago was a perfect example of something that I believe to be true when it comes to finding work. And that's that you don't necessarily have to love your job, but you definitely shouldn't hate it. And hopefully your job allows you to do the things that you do love. So for me, working at a bank worked because I worked nine to five. I didn't have any work that I had to take home. And that left all my evenings and most of my weekends free to coach. And I could put time and effort into that. Hey, because I worked at nine, that means I could have get a workout in before if I had the time and the energy to do so. And on top of that, I liked my job. I didn't love it. There's things that I despised about it. And when the things that I liked were going to get taken away from me by me getting transferred to another branch, I quit. Which segues nicely into the topic of money. Being conscious of having a value structure gives you power over money and how you decide to spend it. If we can use those three things of that I value then we can discuss how I made the money work even though I had at no point made a lot of it. Let's take golf for instance. Golf can be extremely expensive. but Over my last 10 years in the industry, I've probably spent less money than someone could spend in two or three years and how did I accomplish that? Well, I value playing golf and not the status that comes from purchasing the newest equipment or being a member at one of the exclusive clubs in the city. I've always bought second-hand clubs and because I decided to work in the industry I've gone to play golf for free at the courses that I've worked at. On top of that seeing as I've been in the industry for about 10 years now you start to build relationships with people at other golf courses and because of that I can play those golf courses for free most of the time. When it comes to traveling it's more a Aspect of why I travel. Like I said before, I'm traveling to visit family or to make work connections. So I'm not looking to pamper myself by staying at the nicest accommodations. I'm not going on every tourist excursion that I could. If anything, I try to live more modestly on the road than I do at home. And Coaching is something that I would do for free if I could. The feeling that I get when a player or an athlete gets something. So they internalize a concept or a movement that we've been working on and they understand the why and that light bulb goes off. That feeling is a feeling that I would pay for. And by working at it as long as I have, People are starting to pay me for that feeling. As time has gone past, since I initially wrote out that list, my priorities have changed. Coaching and golf are still near the top of it. Traveling has moved down. The ability to not live at my parents has definitely moved up. Probably a top three thing. This whole time, however, I've maintained this framework. And where it had... A significant impact was how I decided to spend the money that I made. I've always been at least somewhat frugal outside of a small sneaker habit in high school. I didn't rush into university after high school because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Instead I worked and I saved. Eventually I got into personal finance And went to Red River to pursue that and what that did was it gave me an outlet whereas some people get high or they get satisfaction from spending money on things I think I got that same feeling from depositing money into my investment account I'd feel just generally better about myself buying pieces of companies throughout this whole time I'm I was extremely blessed to have parents that allowed me to stay at the house for just like a modest rent. So it allowed me to continue to work, continue to invest, pay a little bit of rent. Work, invest, rent. And we fast forward to now and that's what's allowed me to have moved out uh, in a situation that I love with never really working a high paying job, but having a comfortable nest egg of an investment account to fall back on to try to pursue the things that I'm trying to pursue now. What that means is during the summer, I work a lot. I grind it out from May through September and I work as much as possible. And that allows me to come into the winter to work the random jobs I need to work or in this or now being the case of trying to grow my basketball business. So all of this being said, what I challenge you to do is do what I did those years ago. Write out all the things that truly bring joy to your life, that bring you fulfillment, that bring you excitement and just write them all out then prioritize them focus in on the top three or five and most importantly while doing this you have to be honest with yourself society has a way of imposing what we think we should value for instance i could care less i couldn't care less About what kind of car I drive or how big my house is. You, on the other hand, might love spending time working on your car and love the thrill of driving it. As long as that's honestly what you love, then there's nothing wrong with that. I don't expect everyone to love golf as much as I do. Once you've prioritized them, start filtering your decisions through them and be self-aware. Check up on it every once in a while and be critical of whether or not your decisions are lining up with your value structure. If they're not, then maybe it's time to reprioritize. We all put time and money into the things that we value, whether we are conscious of that or not. And I know I would rather be conscious of it.